Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Nicole and you are listening to Pray the Word. And it's been good just to be praying through uh, the Passion Translation in the book of Hebrews. And um, it's it's just so, I'm always amazed at how like God gives an idea about what to pray through and then we start praying through it and we see how um, really spot on it is for the times and the seasons that we walk through. So I've been super encouraged by these verses and it's come back to me um, as I've been walking through the days and things, things that we have prayed about together. So I hope the same is for you. I hope that um, as you pray these things out with me, uh, these verses get into your marrow and I believe Holy Spirit will highlight for you things that he wants you specifically to remember because you are a hope bringer. You are a hope carrier and people need to see that in this season. They need to see what you carry. So carry it, (laughs) carry it, carry hope, pray it out, carry hope, stay in his presence until you receive hope. Um, we have to be in alignment with what God is doing in this season. Um, I'm, I see many Christians being thrown, tossed to and for in the wind, and um, that need not be. Um, I, I say this to myself, too, uh, when I begin to struggle. Um, so you and the discipline of praying in the Word every day is huge, 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 huge. So, Father, I thank you for this one who's tuned in today. I thank you for their discipline in prayer. I thank you for their discipline and and continuing to realign themselves, Father, with what you say and who you are, God. I pray also now in this season, I feel like you are giving us a fresh perspective of who you really are and some of the cultural um things that we have put on you or ways that we have seen you because of just our cultural expression of worship, Jesus, um, you are other, you are other. And so I, I do pray for a fresh perspective of who you are today. I pray for the fear of the Lord to return to your people, especially here in the West. I pray father for, um, the eyes, the eyes to see, the ears to hear what you are saying to the churches in this season, Jesus. And I pray we would not forsake gathering as many are in the habit of doing, but we would encourage one another and all the more as we see the day approaching and it is approaching. Um, I don't know what that means or what that will look like. Um, God is messing up my eschatology in this season. He is messing up what I think of end times and and all of that. I am not saying we are in the end times. I'm not saying we're not. I don't know. What I know is today is a good day. Today is a good day to be aligned with the purposes and plans of God. Today is a good day to have our ears open to see what God is saying. Today is a good day to walk in obedience. Today is a good day to express our love to the Father by walking in obedience to what he says, just like Jesus did. So let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, We are starting in Hebrews chapter 7, starting in verse 13. Holy Spirit, come teach us what you want us to know. In your name we pray, illuminate our hearts. Amen. Amen. Jesus and the priesthood of Mechizeldech. Yet the one these things all point to was from a different tribe. I'm actually going to go back, sorry, to um, verse 4 so that we can have context to know what he's talking about. Let me show you 
proof of how great this Mechizeldek is. Even though Abraham was the most honored and favored patriarch of all God's chosen ones, he gave a tithe of the spoils of battle to Mechizeldek. If you it would be understandable if Mechizeldek had been a Jewish priest, for later on, God's people were required by law to support their priests financially because the priests were the relatives and Abraham's descendants. But Mechizeldek was not of Abraham's Jewish relative, and yet Abraham still paid him a tithe. Mechizeldek imparted a blessing on mighty Abraham, who had received the promises of God. And no one could deny the fact that the one who has the power to impart a blessing is superior to the one who receives it. Although the Jewish priests received tithes, they all died. They were mortal, but Mechizeldek lives on. It could even be said that Levi, the ancestor of every Jewish priest who received tithes, actually paid tithes to Mechizeldek through Abraham. For although Levi was yet unborn, the seed from which Levi came was present in Abraham when he paid his tithe to Mechizeldek. If any of the Levitical priests who served under the law had the power to bring us into perfection, then why did God send Christ as priest after the likeness of Mechizeldek? He should have said, after the likeness of Aaron. And furthermore, for God to send a new and different rank of priest meant a new law would have had to have been instituted even to allow it. Verse 13. Yet the one these things all point to was from a different tribe. And no one from that tribe ever officiated at God's altar. For we all know that our Lord didn't descend from the tribe of Levi, but shined from the tribe of Judah. And Moses himself never said anything of a priest in connection with Judah's tribe. And all this is made even clearer if there was another king priest raised up with the rank of Mechizeldek. This king priest did not arise because of a genealogical right under the law to be a priest, but by the power of an indestructible resurrection life. For it says in the Psalms, you are like Mechizeldek, a king priest forever. The old order of priesthood has been set aside as weak and powerless. For the law has never made anyone perfect. The law has never made anyone perfect. But in its place is a far better hope, which gives us confidence to experience intimacy with God. And he confirmed it to us with his solemn vow. For the former priests took their office without an oath, but with Jesus, God affirmed his royal priesthood with his promise, saying, The Lord has made a solemn oath and will never change his mind. You are a king priest forever. Lord, there's so much here. Um, I think, Father, the first thing that you're laying on my heart to pray that you highlighted was the fact that Jesus is a king priest forever. He is like Mechizeldek. He has no, no, no beginning or end. He is the alpha and the omega. He lives forever. And, and there's a parallel that you want us to see, but I am also kind of blown away. And, and I don't know how to work this out, Lord, but Mechizeldek was not a Hebrew. <laughs> Mechizeldek was not a Hebrew. 
all the Hebrews descended from Abraham. Mechizedek was not a Hebrew. And yet he was the one that blessed Abraham. And he is the one who Christ is modeled after, is like. And I just, Father, I just thank you that you are other. You are other. I feel like we need a fresh idea about who you are. Even if it means a fresh idea that we we think we've defined you and have you pretty figured out. And yet here you have said Jesus is a king priest forever like Mechizeldeck. But Mechizeldeck was not a Jew. I don't, wow, Lord, that's just something to sit on for a while. All, all I can think of right now, Lord, is that you are other. We cannot put you in a box. We can't even in some ways, Jesus, we can't even claim you. Like, we just, we, we can't say. We just can't claim you. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, the Jews can't claim you. The Gentiles can't claim you. You are who you are, and you are so other and absolutely different from us. God, I just want us to have, um, I think what I was thinking this weekend, Lord, was just I need a fresh fear of God again. And that that's a good thing. I am so thankful for intimacy with you, God. I'm so thankful that you know my name and I know that you do. And I'm so thankful to be called a daughter. I'm so thankful that whenever I come to the secret place, here you are and your presence is here. And who are you, Lord? Who are you that we worship? I'm so sorry for the lies that we've believed about you. Whether they (laughs) keep you at arm length or whether they make you so familiar, you're you're a defanged and declawed lion. I'm so sorry, Lord, for both of those thoughts. You are completely other. And yet you would be with your kids and you would give us your presence. And I pray for the one listening that they sense your presence now, even as I sense it now, God. Thank you for your holiness, your otherness. Keep coming, Lord. I thank you too. As it says in verse 19, the law has never made anyone perfect. But in its place is a far better hope which gives us confidence to experience intimacy with God. In its place is King Jesus, who is our sacrifice, who is our intercessor, who is our King. Jesus, you are our law, and your law is love. And your law also is obedience to the Father. And through that we abide in you. And through that you bear fruit through us. 
God. Thank you for adjusting our sight. Thank you that it's not because we don't do so that we have your love. We are loved. And out of the overflow of that, we naturally want to. I pray for the one who has been striving. God, they would... Oh, Jesus, I heard this phrase this weekend. They would repent of doing works that you never called them to do. And stay not doing anything until they know that they know they've heard you say it. That's a paradigm shift for most of us, I'm sure. But Jesus, I repent. The Bible calls it dead works. I repent of dead works. I repent of things that I've done because I thought I should And he never asked me to do it. There might have been good that came from it, but it wasn't eternal and it won't be eternal. God, help us to rest and to go when you say go and to do what you say to do. Thank you that there is joy on the other side of it. And thank you that there is suffering in the midst of it. But Jesus, for the joy set before for the for the joy set before you, you endured the cross. So thank you, even in the hard places of obedience, you give us the vision of joy on the other side of it. I don't know what my brother and my sister is facing today, Lord, but I thank you that you are a king priest forever. I thank you that you stand as intercessor. I thank you that you've given us your Holy Spirit that empowers us to not only walk in obedience, but also to hear the Father's voice and to see what the Father is doing so that we can do what you did, Jesus. And that's only what the Father said. That's only what the Father was doing. I pray time for my brother and my sister today just to be still before your presence, to experience your presence, to encounter your presence in such a way that they know that they know that they are seen and and loved by you. But also, when you say go, they would go. And when you say stay, they would stay. Father, thank you. We love you so much. Thank you for what you're doing in the world. And thank you that you have us born for such a time as this. I pray obedience out of sheer joy and love for you today, Lord, for the one who's listening. Active obedience. Father, in Jesus' name, amen.